You ready to go, brother? Yes. Yeah, here sir. we are. Here we are, everybody. Welcome back to BRV Shorts in the van with a story from the interwebs. Uh, that's hopefully going to make you laugh, make you think, uh, something like that, right? I, it's going to make you think, and it's going to shock you, and then uh, might make you a little, look a little harder at things. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully a little harder. That's what that's what they say. Uh, this is Wade. That's Hayden. Um, how you doing, brother? Doing great, man. Uh, had a nice work trip. Um, we went to, the, to Nashville. To Nash Vegas. I'm telling you, the more time I spend in Nashville, the more I love it. Home of the Predators. Love that city, man. Dude, yeah, it was great. Uh, we got oh. to spend time downtown. It was more, I think, where they call the West End, Vanderbilt area. We were right there if at I'm Bridgestone. Not, yeah, if I'm not wrong. Where, at least that's where our hotel was. Yeah. Yeah, around the Vanderbilt area. And uh, really nice down there. It was. Yeah, a lot of a lot of places really close to each other. <laughs> One thing I had to have explained to me, though, because uh, I'm, I'm a podunk hick from uh, East Tennessee, but um, the bird scooters. Yeah. The they, bird scooters. I, I did not realize the plight of bird scooters until I went to a big city that had them. And then I was like, these things are everywhere. 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 Because it's not just bird. There's lime. Oh, there's, yeah. There's the other one. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like, because that's what I had to ask you. I had to be like, dude... Why are these scooters just everywhere? I have a friend that uh, does like a side hustle where he drives around in a truck and picks them up and takes them back to charging stations. Crazy. Because you know? they all have the locators on them where you can pick them up. Yeah. And uh, I saw these bird scooters because of, uh, as you know, <laughs> on our way to try and get I, to the hotel. I accompanied you. Yeah. So our lead-in <laughs> talk is going to be about uh, the ridiculous nature of the placement of businesses yes. that have the same name um, <laughs> in uh, within a mile of each other. Yeah. Okay? Uh, I don't care how populated the downtown area is. You do not need two Hilton Garden Inns <laughs> within one mile of each other. Literally, and, literally there are two in downtown Nashville, like two Hilton Garden Inns a, a block, mile from each other. A block and a half from each other. Hilton's. Yes, so, not, not only that, so, okay, so we're trying to meet up to go to this show, which is ultimately the point of what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, a, a list, a wrist-licking incident that we have to discuss, <laughs> if I will. Um, so, the two uh, hotels, we had to go to a Hilton Garden Inn, we had to swipe a credit card, we had to pay for somebody's room, because we that's how we roll, right? Right. Like, we pay for other people's cre- uh, hotel rooms. <laughs> of course. Because the, that's what we do. Uh, so anyway, we had to stop there. We're sorry, it's the wrong Hilton Garden Inn. It's a block away. Okay, no problem. We're running late for the show. We gotta go. So we hit the other one. Like, how does this happen? How is there not two search results when you type it into the, on Google? But I'm willing to forget that, right? Of course. Since it happens, right? So then we go to a bar named The Tin Roof. So little did we Which know. Which chain? There's one in Knoxville. People know The Tin Roof. Yeah. They're all over the place. There's two of them in Nashville a block from each other. <laughs> and more, slightly more than a block, but I mean like less than a mile. We happened to go to the wrong one of those as well. So we picked the the wrong one of both of the places we needed to go. Yeah, we, we walk into the first one and say, and we get texts from the group, and they're like, hey, we're right inside to the left. And we come in, and there's not a soul to the left anywhere. Yep. And no one, like, there's like 12 people in the entire building. We're like, um, the wall says the tin roof, Yep, and we're in it. So I went to the bouncer, and I'm like, um, <clears throat> is there another one of these somewhere? <laughs> and he just starts dying laughing. So anyway, we leave. Um, he was supposed to, the show we were supposed to see was a friend that's a guitar player in a band, mm-hmm. and uh, they were supposed to go on at ten thirty. 
and it's like 1032 when I'm having 1035 when I'm having the conversation with the bouncer about us yeah. being in the wrong place. So in Nashville, it's not just that easy. You got to find some place to park or you got to go in a garage oh, and no. run down. So anyway, we end up walking into the bar around 1045, 1050, something like that in the rain, get there. And they still hadn't gone on yet. So oh, yeah. we were lucky that everything was I think we had just late. enough time to get drinks, and then he started playing. Yeah. So we walk up. Um, Good timing. Yeah. So uh, Josh is our friend. Uh, he's the one that plays the guitar. And he plays with a gentleman who's a musician out of Buffalo, New York. He's His name is Eric Van Houten. So he plays with Eric and his band. Oh, yeah. They, so, they rocked pretty hard, man. It was awesome. And Eric has um, what I've been told by some of my friends who roll in some circles, a very... Um, delicious haircut <laughs> delicious so it's in, in he's good looking you know he had he's, the he's the a slick back look. he's striking he's he's a good looking i man. can see why the ladies would would like him he's a good looking man so um we had a friend who was not a lady that liked him as well um <laughs> friend of ours and it was kind of funny how he, all he wanted to do was talk to him like, right and I had been to see Josh and Eric play before and Eric being from Buffalo New York I'm a Buffalo Bills fan I took that as my chance to kind of chat with him. His name's Van Houten. My name's Van Hookie. So it was kind of like... connect on everything. We had a couple connections, right? So we talked about that. And when he saw me at the second show, he remembered me. Right. And anyway, I knew that I could use that to get him to come over and talk with our friend, who will remain nameless for the purposes (laughs) of our podcast and and publications on the interwebs. (laughs) Um, He comes over to talk to us, but he kind of sneaks up on our friend grabs our friend who is standing much like this and to the viewers on youtube you can see what i'm doing listeners on the (laughs) podcast you need to go to the youtube channel and watch what i'm talking about (laughs) so he's standing with both of his arms out drink in hand and eric comes up from behind him and grabs him and he just shakes him (laughs) his hand his drink spills you know all over him and he has no idea who just did that to him and he gets a little bit he's like son of a bitch and then (laughs) eric happens to come around and lick the uh <laughs> the bourbon off of his wrist and it went from total frustration and anger to total elation and like pure paradise oh yeah um i can't even duplicate the sound that he made <laughs> when he noticed that it was eric that was licking his wrist but it was something along the lines of ah! <laughs> and uh it was hilarious. It was, it, a good, it was a good evening. Made my night and uh, made his night. And yeah, Eric had no idea. He was none for the wiser. He just I mean? carried on with his night. Like, but yeah, dude, they rocked. Like I, a rock star I, does. Yeah, I mean, it was like your, uh, your mix of like... Dude, rock stars lick people's wrists. Are you kidding me? Like, that's what they do. Yeah, it was like your fair, fair mix of Nashville rock... You know, like country rock. He had a little bit of that with him, but they've got a couple of songs that were nice. That oh yeah, different type of melody where it definitely wasn't country. You know what I mean? The guy you guys knew though, the playing guitar though, he was he could shred. He could shred, couldn't he? He yeah. was yeah. I was like, oh, it's like that. Okay, yeah. I get yeah. it. So you need yeah. to see him. Um, anyway, it was it was really good. They've played at a couple of spots in Nashville. They they do their thing, and uh, that's what I love about Nashville is being able to go to so many different places. And seeing somebody, no cover charge to get in there. Oh, yeah. You know, you're just paying the drinks and then do what you got to do. And even the drinks were like $3, like, good beers. Yeah, no roofies either. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no roofies either. So it, it was so much fun. I love going to Nashville. Uh, it's it's a good time. So plus my kids don't come with me, you know. So it's like I actually get to you know, go. <laughs> Wish the wife could come, but it's just you know one of those things. So anyway, we uh, there's a purpose that you and I gather. Yes, sir. Um, and the the cool thing about Nashville is how much things cost. You know, I say cool with not really any love behind I that. feel your segwayness raining so, down upon me. I I went to a restaurant where there was a $100 steak. So, not every day that you So, that's some people might be listening and saying, Psh, "I've seen a $300 steak." Did you eat the $300 steak? <laughs> so, uh anyway, there's some coin in that area. There's a lot of coin that you got to spend in that area. I could that segue just hit me. So good. Speaking of coins. Oh, man. I just kind of put that one up on a tee for you. It was like, ping. Like, I mean, we're talking hole-in-one on the par four over Don't here. Don't tell me you have a story about coins. Um, So, I have a question to start this conversation off with. Okay. Do you ever pick up the penny that you see on the ground? Not if it's heads up. Oh, so it's like that? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so... After the story I'm going to tell today, you might want to start looking at every penny, every penny you get. Just every a little, penny, just a little bit. Harder. I'm not looking at panties. I'm sorry. We don't edit the live ones. No, we don't. <laughs> um, but so, second question: Do you recall what was going on back in 1943? Uh, World War II. You would be correct. Yes, in sir. Saying that. Yeah. Um, so people had to make sacrifices of certain things in daily life. Yeah, pennies had to go. Yeah, pennies had to go. So you know, no, 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 they I, really I, did. I mean it. Yeah, yeah they yeah. stopped printing them. No, they minting they, them. Or they, no, they still printed them. They just stopped using them uh, out of copper. The bronze that they made. Them sure, out of, okay. they stopped using yeah, that, the copper. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Because of course, copper was used for two very important things in the war, which were bullets and communication wires. The wire. Yeah. Um, from Pearl Harbor on, we made 47 billion rounds of ammunition before the ending of the war. Whoa. 47 billion bullets. That's and a then, lot of copper. And then 11 million tons of artillery ammunition, which was, of course, also jacketed in copper. Those big bullets coming out of the big cannons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the U.S. Mint, they recycle about 8 billion pennies a year, Um and in order to save that copy for making ammunition, we stopped making them out of the copper and bronze, like you said, in 1943. Okay. And started making them out of nickel and zinc. Just for that one year, because, of course, the war ended in 44, and then... So you know then, what that means. <laughs> we can go right back to making pennies the way they're supposed to be made. Um, but in that entire year of 43, um, they were all nickel. There was literally no prints of copper or bronze ones at all. Except for one single sheet of copper and bronze um, stamp metal, you know the big sheet metal that the I'm sure everyone's seen like how stuff is made and at the at the mint factory. But that sheet of there was one sheet left of bronze um, copper in there, and so the run that came out for 1943, it was uh, 900 million pennies or something like that that they made that year. They uh, that one little sheet. 40 pennies was all that was made out of that one sheet. Okay. They were made out of copper. And so I had heard this story before, so this wasn't something new that I came up with. The copper penny? The copper penny from yep. 1943. Um, but, of course, there's 900 million in circulation of the silver ones. They're not really worth anything if you find one. They're kind of cool. 
because you're like, whoa, this is weird. I've never had a silver penny before, but you think it's Canadian, but it's not. You think it's Canadian, yeah. Um, but uh, what happened was in 1943, after they, you know, they circulated those out, they weren't able to catch them out of the machine. So those 40s, whatever pennies, it's estimated about 40. I'm sure that you can't get 40 out of the 900 no. million. <laughs> yeah. They, they just let them go. Yeah. Um, and so three years later, my man, his name was um, Don Lutz. It was in 1947. He went to high school in Massachusetts. Lutz Lutz. Lutz, it's L-U-T-E-S. Is that Lutz? Uh, I don't know. If it's, if it's L-S, we'll go Lutz. It's, yeah, if it's, it was a Z, it would be Lutz. Yeah, it's it's L U T E S E S. He's oh, also a junior. Okay, it's yeah. Lutz. It's Lutz. Don Lutz. All right, um, Junior. Um, <laughs> junior. Junior. Um, but it was he was buying lunch at his school cafeteria. Where? Um, uh, well, I didn't catch the high school. Okay, Massachusetts. Okay, somewhere in Massachusetts. Um, but uh, so what he noticed because he was a he actually was a coin collector, oddly enough. But that was a kind of a common hobby. Numistatist. Numistatist is correct. I was going to use that word later, but you numistatist. Okay, numistatist. What'd you say about my tits? <laughs> don't don't you talk about? I my didn't tits. miss like, it. I didn't miss it. It's no, right there. Yeah, they're right here. Um, so he he noticed that that penny was a little odd because he was like, because this was only three years after the war. Everyone at that time knew that all of nineteen forty three pennies were silver. Right. Sure. Like you, everyone's you see a new penny all the time, and then if you notice that there's some that are silver, everybody's seen one. Right. Especially when there's almost a billion of them in circulation. So, anyways, he happens to know that that's what forty three pennies are supposed to look like, and he gets the change back from the cafeteria lady, and he just, as being a little mild coin collector, is like, "Hmm, this one's weird. Like, it's a forty three, but it's copper. Like, he thinks it's fake, but he it's interesting. So he just." puts it in his coin collection and you know years go by and he eventually gets to the point where he talks to like the US mint about it and they actually just claim that it's fake and they don't know what he's talking about and that it's Uh-oh. impossible. And but of course it's not. But of course then he comes forward with it and they're like, "Oh my god, this is totally real, but it must have been an extra sheet that was at the beginning." And so they estimate there's only about 40 of them out there, 19 of which have been found just before we we get too further in the story. So there's still some out there. But anyway, so this old man, as he is an old man now, he actually passed away this past September. He decided, because he had no immediate family that he could hand this coin collection down to, but he uh, wanted to put it up for auction to sale. Sale. Sell. And uh, when he called and actually got some people involved in estimating the price value of it, what do you think that this rare penny goes for on the retail market? You said market? he died last year? He died this past September, but it didn't get sold, sold until recently. Okay. But his, he had a plan. And we're talking about a 43 copper penny? 43 copper penny. Um, $25 million. Oh, wow. Your brain went way higher than I expected. Yeah. But, I mean... There's not a whole lot of currency out there that's worth $25 million. <laughs> it, it was the first number. That I closed my eyes that and I saw be, $25 million. That might be like a, a, um, an actual gold. Um, $75,000. It was uh, actually two. Uh, they estimated it $170,000. Okay. Was the estimate of what they were expecting to get for it if you were to actually try and sell it. Again, okay. only 19 of these things have ever even been discovered. Um, the American... 
pneumatistic pneumatistic yes society actually says that this is the rarest pneumistatist uh, excuse me um, pneumistatist because you missed my tits you missed my tits <laughs> but they they say that this is the uh like the coupe de gras like whatever you want to call it of like screwed up currency that's out there like it's the the hottest thing if you if you ever get a hold of one of these you're holding like the holy grail of uh screwed up money like misminted money right yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know because that's a thing people collect is like money that has an error you know like from certain times like there's you know what one penny errors. said to the other penny what let's get together and make some sense oh. <laughs> that's good yeah you know what though but that joke can't make sense because a penny is not actually u.s currency that is a british unit of currency and pennies don't exist in the united states so there's your fun fact there um, um i don't understand what any of that means no, like a cent is uh, what we would a U.S. currency point zero one dollar is a cent. Okay, a penny is point zero one of a pound, like a, a British pound. So you're saying I, I don't I don't I don't understand this because this is about it's just to lingo, an argument. It's just the lingo that we use. You're telling me we don't call it a penny, right? It's it's called a one cent piece. Is technically what it is. A penny is British slang that we've adopted because we came from Britain, but we made the similar piece of money because we are used to it and called it people just nickname it a penny but that's not what it's It's technical name is it's a one cent piece and then a nickel is not a nickel nickel. it's a nickel a quarter dime bullshit if I'm wrong I'm wrong I guess there's no way they would call a nickel a nickel and a penny a one cent piece why wouldn't they call it a five cent piece and a 25 cent piece and a 10 cent piece I don't know like I could be wrong I I, uh, but I'm pretty certain that point zero one is. A you want to die on that hill? <laughs> uh, so basically, uh, what all this boils down to is he, uh, the man, passed away, and his good friend uh, ended up selling the coin for him and following through with his plans, which were to uh, donate it to his favorite um, library that he spent most of his time in his later years. So they can put it on display or something? Uh, no, no, like sold it to donate money oh. to the library. Okay. So it goes on to auction, like 30 people bid on it, and they get $204,000 for this penny. $204,000 for a penny. A penny. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. But, I mean, 19 out of 900 million, I guess. So tw- I said 25 million, so that was... Uh, well, I'd like that that's high. I blacked out for a second when <laughs> I said that. Um, but... So I tell this story because I actually knew well about the 43 penny, like, as a young person. Like, because I was just kind of semi-interested in rare coins. Okay. But, uh, so one day I'm, like, digging through the penny jar. And, uh, you know, and whenever you see an old penny, you know, I'm sure your eyes can spot them, too. When you're, like, if there's a dump change out and you see an old coin in there, it's easy to spot. Sure. So spotted one. I was like, hey, what's that one? And I pick it up, and it says 1943 on it. And I was like my eyes got like real big and i like was like oh my god like is this is this like what i think it is i mean it was brown like it was like dirty but it looked brown like it was copper the whole nine yards and i was like oh my god like i like literally was having a heart attack and i and you know how pennies get stickiness on them like the corrosion and stuff like that and there's always whenever you dump out a jar change there's always the goo in there so i took it to the sink to like clean the goo off and as I was rubbing it and rubbing it and rubbing it, I was like, it started to get more and more silver and more and more silver. And I was just like, oh, pure defeat. But, Damn it. But dude, like I that had was a, just grind. I had a moment for a second there where I was like, 
like oh my god did i seriously just find like one of the 43 pennies that's out there like it was a it was a moment where i was freaking out <laughs> that would have been th- nice i thought i did I, th- I really thought i did there for yeah. a second and how old were you uh like 15 oh man Talk about a moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would have been awesome. It was insane. I, I remember as a kid legitimately going, like, panning for gold, like, <laughs> in streams and stuff. Um, watching the movie The Ballad of Buster Scruggs on, on Netflix. <laughs> uh, dude, the, the one with Liam Neeson is weird. Very dark. Weird. <laughs> it's so dark, dude. It's, uh, it's crazy. Because he doesn't say a word in it, does he? Liam Neeson? Yeah. Like, brief. Like hardly any words, and yeah, it's like a struggle of of a father having any would do anything for his child, and then all of a sudden gets sick of it one day because he realizes he can make money on something else. Like, is that, is he his son? Yes. Oh, I didn't think he was his son. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was his son. I, I didn't actually pick up on that detail. I just because I, I, what isn't that section called the uh, the money ticket? See, the thing was, I paused the movie so that uh, the the show so that I could read the, oh, the pages. I didn't on a couple of them because the pages actually tell information about just, the story. I was just too the Cohen brothers are brilliant. Like it's it's really good. But did you saw the one about the gold digger? Mm-hmm. Did you see that one? Like at the end where the old man is the goes into that thing and he's digging for gold, and then somebody shoots him in the back when he finds <laughs> the gold. Yeah. So um, it made me think of as a little kid. Growing up in Kansas, you noticed hills, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, they, they <laughs> kind of stood out. So, up in the hills, we would, uh, there was this uh, hill by our house that we would go, like, hiking, exploring in and stuff. Right. And it had this little, like, creek thing kind of running through it. And I remember as a kid, like, going up there with a shovel, a bucket, and then, like, a sifter. And t- <laughs> digging up dirt and then putting in my thing and then getting in the water and then sifting through it and seeing if I could find any gold. I mean, it doesn't take that much gold to actually have some dollars on your hand. Yeah, I know. But that, that type of shit's fun. I'm actually, now that I have a creek at my house, I'm going to have, we're going to pan for some gold at our house. Just to, <laughs> Good just luck. to see. <laughs> see if we can find like a, I don't know, something that would make the kids go Wow. Maybe some broken bottle glass. Yeah, maybe some <laughs> hypodermic needles. Maybe. Bag of, a ballooned bag of crack or something. <laughs> no, they'd come back for that. Yeah, true. No crackheads throwing that out the window and then not coming back for it. True. Yeah, so, I mean, coin collecting's crazy, man. Is that all? Is yeah, that, that was that was yeah. the end of the story. But, yeah, I mean, it was cool. I mean, it was cool that that guy, like, uh, you know, he, he ended up just deciding he wanted to donate that coin to his favorite library via the cash that he could sell it at auction. I for mean, it. he collected it his whole life. It, yeah. You know what I mean? It was and he got in it a naturally. Jar. He yeah. got it naturally. That's what's crazy. Like that numismatists yes. society, mm-hmm. they, uh, I mean, like those people like buy, sell, trade, and like deal in this stuff. Oh. Like, you know, they, they would, somebody, somebody bought this for 200 There's like a numismatists con. Yeah. You know, like yeah. there's definitely but these people. Somebody bought it for that much. Like he, like so, I'm sure somebody down the ro- down the road is going to buy it for a little more. Maybe somebody's going to take a hit on it later. But point is, is that thing is in circulation now, and it's like a it's a commodity. He picked it up because he got it back from the cafeteria lady as change, and he put it in his pocket and took it home with him. It was like this one's really neat. Have some more sloppy joes. <laughs> <laughs> I made them extra sloppy for you. On that note, um, so subscribe to this video. Yeah, uh, we are not doing a solid enough job 
of promoting our YouTube part of our excursion experience. Yeah. So if here. you're if you're in podcast land and yeah. you're not watching the video, you need to get on board, sir or yeah. ma'am. Um podcast information, first of all, the types of things we talk about on our podcast are incredible. Like, I mean, I, I want to bust out a story about how Spotify just spent $20 billion to the buy bee? these podcasting services because they want to be the Netflix of podcasts. Can you can you believe that? Did you hear me? The Netflix of podcasts. Like, the future of podcasting in the Amer- in the United States is what it's going to be and has been in China for the last five to ten years. Mm-hmm. We have an episode on our show the big red van uh have you heard where i talk about how it's a seven billion dollar market in china versus a 350 million dollar market in Mm -hmm. the united states and when spotify is going to start to get involved with that um we're uh we're going to be a subscription-based uh industry very soon i think well you know what spotify needs to email me back about our podcast feed so for all you people that use spotify and don't have us in your feed on your spotify app i'm sorry you can blame spotify it's not our fault google's great apple's great you're welcome yeah go go to apple i mean team apple music anyway right exactly um but yeah our show have you heard we talk about silly stuff we talk about cool stuff i'm gonna be the business guy he's gonna be the information guy (laughs) um and then we try to be funny rarely succeed um but we need to get people watching this side of it. So, uh, tell your friends, tell your mama, hide your, hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at the Big Red Van Pod. It's the same on all of them. Yeah, all of them, all the social meds. And uh, yeah, so yeah, so that's all the pluggables we got to plug. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate you watching, appreciate you listening, and we're gonna catch you on the next one.